there is something so <laughs> significant about the story and the I mean, so yes, the day that is attached to it, because that's what we associate in our minds and our cultures. But there's something so important there that the world recognizes it that, you know, even when you talk about the so-called war on Christmas, why is there a war on Christmas? Because they recognize the significance of it, that if if this actually happened, it changes everything. Well, welcome to Calvary Conversations and Ministry of Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm Mike Dodds, your host, one of the four, for a conversation about Christmas today. I'm joined by the other Calvary hosts here, Sean LePage, Department Chair for Ministry Studies, Tim Haynes, Department Chair for English, and Josh Paxson, the Director of the Burnham Center for Global Engagement. Welcome, guys. Good to be here. Uh, there's a major holiday, Holy Day, let's say it that way, coming up, Christmas, a great season for everybody. And I mean, not just Christians, but everybody in our culture. There's a lot of expectation and a lot of hope, uh, but yet there's a lot of myth going on around Christmas. Sometimes we run into that as Christians and we wonder, should we be involved with that or should we not? Uh, how do we discern? So we wanna discuss some of those things uh what should we clearly avoid what things should we engage with with caution as christians and what should we employ with a clear conscience if we could say it that way now we only got 26 minutes or a little less so there's no way we're going to cover it all and so it's going to be sort of a free-for-all but what we want to do for you our listeners is to set a, a did hopefully in your context like in ours what's a biblical framework for evaluating them all if you're a parent with kids in the home, you, you're you right there. You're trying to make decisions about what goes on in the school and in your own family. And if you're a ministry leader, boy, people are gonna have some interesting suggestions. And uh, so you have to filter those through, but wherever you're at, uh, we're just gonna have a, a good conversation here about Christmas and Christmas traditions. And so I'm gonna throw out some questions or a statement and let our hosts respond. And the first one is, was the little drummer boy really there at the manger? <laughs> the song says he was. <laughs> yeah, his name was Bob, I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's in first, well, uh, first, first Maccabees uh, 2, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. The song was written in 1951, and yeah, they did pick the little boy there. Probably now, a, a metaphor. You know, as I said, hey, as I said before, Mike, the real question here is not whether or not the little drummer boy was there, but how are, how long are we going to let the baby shiver in the cold while we heat precious metals on him until we give him a blanket? <laughs> the smelting process or something. Yeah. Which, <laughs> if, if you're not clear, that's a reference to another Christmas song, by the way. Yes, <laughs> it is. Well, let's just jump in the middle of it. I, you know, the, there there are people that raise the issue that there are some pagan um, issues with with the celebration that are out there. Uh, I don't know a lot about a Saturnalia, the celebrations that began with the Romans, uh, Sol Invictus, the Invincible Sun, S U N, celebrated on December twenty fifth about the renewal of the Sun King. Boy, and then you talk about candles and trees and other symbols used at Christmas. Don't they all have a pagan origin and therefore we should avoid them? 
It's it's interesting. Uh, when I uh, as I was growing <clears> up, my my parents um, uh, actually have the verse pulled up here. They they referred to this verse in Jeremiah ten, said you know basically do not learn the ways of the pagan nations for the practices of the people are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest, a craftsman shapes it with his chisel. They adorn it mm-hmm. with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so it will not totter. Uh, and they talk about it being an idol. And, you know, they, um, they, uh, uh, but my, 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 my parents were taught as young believers to see this as, as, uh, um, a, um, warning about the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, they did not allow Christmas trees in our home growing up. So, uh, it was really, uh, and <laughs> so when, when I moved out on my own, you know, the very first. Christmas, of course, I, I put up a tree. I, you know, <laughs> but it wasn't as out of rebellion. But it was you hypocrite. Well, for me though, it was there was no rebellious ilk to it at all. I just had determined in my mind, it's just, it's just, um, you know, it's 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 like in Romans fourteen, like so much um, Romans thirteen fourteen, where Paul talks about the meat being sacrificed to idols, right? I mean, if you talk about, I mean, this is like a perfect, um, uh discussion for that verse right yes uh if if can a tree uh be adorned in a pagan you know and and used in a pagan ritual sure can that same tree be adorned and used in a in uh as a christian symbol to draw our attention to uh the things of god well uh as paul says that's going to largely depend on the person um and for me i I never had an issue with the pagan imagery behind it I, I, I've always decorated the trees, in fact, in a way that I think was honoring to God and honoring to our family. So, um, I, yeah, but, you know, there are, there are still some Christians who have that, have that point of view. I've had one in one of my classes, actually, who, not this semester, but, uh, who, who had that opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim, if I could segue from from that a little bit, I have I have Romans 14 uh, open in front of me because because my mind immediately went to that same thing. But Romans uh, 14, uh, five, one person esteems one day is better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. And that that verse pretty much addresses exactly, you know, everything surrounding this particular topic. And it's it's interesting while we're framing that in the context of Christmas. OK, you know, my intercultural studies hat is coming on a little bit and that whenever whenever we're in a situation where we share the gospel with another people group and we find that that people group has traditions and they have celebrations and they have practices that might have been assigned to worshiping the sun or some other deity or whatever. Now there comes a time of transition, if you will, where either they're going to get rid of those practices completely or they're going to transition those practices to being God-centered and and focused on the worship of God. They're going to reframe them, redefine them. And, And what's really important is not so much the practice, but the way people think about the practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll throw out a, maybe a deep dive. (laughs) 
on this one. Um, I do think, though, that Christians, well-meaning Christians, can engage in idolatry at Christmas time by putting something else above mm. the message of Christmas. Mm. Bonhoeffer yeah. spoke about this extensively in um, some of his uh, devotionals, most of which were written from a prison camp. Um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was the minister who had posed Hitler and was put in, in, in prison for it, in prison camp for it. Um, he he really railed against the sentimentality of Christmas. And I, I think we have to be very careful as Christians. Often what we we cannot we should not mistake the good feelings of Christmas time as being something that is necessarily righteous or holy or good for us spiritually. In fact, they're often very distracting because what we're getting wrapped up in is the sentimentality of the holiday as opposed to the raw meaning of the message. As Bonhoeffer says, Christmas comes to us in the midst of the rubble, right? And the the more, in fact, in some ways, the more desperate your situation is, perhaps you are actually more capable of understanding and feeling the true Christian message of the incarnation of Christ. You know, the other thing, too, that Bonhoeffer talks about a lot is how um, the the advent should be pointing us to the second advent right it's not it's not a sentimentality of just the past right this is part of a story that is ongoing and christians sometimes can can think of christmas and easter as you know the end of the story when indeed christ is returning and um, um in the end he will make all things new and that is the real advent the most uh the most cogent advent uh, that we are still waiting for. So, um, yeah, just just a just a thought because Don Bonhoeffer really challenged me with that. I would really challenge anybody listening to this. Don't let the sentimentality of Christmas become an idol that actually displaces the true message of Christmas in your heart. Um, I think that's easy for Christians to do. Yeah, I love that. I <clears throat> I've I've still been here looking through the birth narratives for the drummer boy i still can't find him <laughs> been been trying to find i thought, I thought that for sure that was in there but uh, hezekiah 2-2 hezekiah what um anyway um uh, but I, I i have uh several thoughts as well but i was i was kind of focused on just the, the idea that really all of this stuff does present itself as an opportunity for conversation you know about what about what the bible actually does say and um, you know who was actually there uh, at the at the birth of Jesus, uh, and what what the birth of Jesus actually does represent, and 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 you know the 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 miraculous things that took place there. Uh, all, all of this does, you know. I, I think um, you know um, even like the the whole issue of the tree, and I forget what the Old Testament passage was that you referred to. Um, uh, was that you, Tim? That Jeremiah from, 10, yeah. Jeremiah 10, okay. Um, you know, even that, you you know, it's important to, you, you can have a conversation with somebody about, you know, reading something in its context and, you know, what what was really happening there. Is this, is this a, you know, a Jeremiah's a diatribe against Christmas trees or was it <laughs> right. actual, you know, intentional idolatry? And of course, it's mm -hmm. the latter, 
Um, uh, you know, so so even that presents you know the opportunity for us to go you know to 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 get people to to turn to the scriptures and to read things in context and and uh, that kind of thing as well as you know I think it's good that you guys have referred to Romans fourteen and just the the fact that um, you know there 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 is a, a room for a difference of opinion on this. Um, but it should drive us to, you know, have conversations about, uh, you know, the true meaning and the and the true uh, the true message and 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 what, you know, what is God doing? And uh, you know, I love it, Tim, that you're you're driving us to the, you know, b- what Bonhoeffer said about the the second advent, you know, because so many people missed the first advent and um, still do, still to this day, missed the first advent. So, you know, let's use Christmas to to remind them that Jesus actually promised to come again, uh, this time not as a baby in Bethlehem or, um, you know, poor and and uh, and and, you know, uh, unknown to most of the world. But but, uh, you know, visible to to everybody and and the king of kings. So so that's a that's a great emphasis. But, you know, my, my main point is just that we should use these things for. For having conversations with people and getting them to think more biblically about uh, things. Yeah, yeah. let me throw another angle at us all. Uh, in the Bible, you know, there are, as you just referred to, Sean, there are details about the Christmas narrative that we need to be aware of. But there are some other things that are present too uh, that other denominations, and I'm going to use that in a broad sense, that I, meaning I, I didn't grow up celebrating. Some other uh, you 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 several of you use the word Advent. What's the Advent season? You know we don't need to talk about an Advent wreath or anything like that. But that's that's a broader term that church Christian church has used about Christmas Epiphany. We talked about Epiphany, uh, one of the days that people celebrate in other traditions. But then there are some some uh, Jewish holidays, Hanukkah. Should, should Christians be celebrating Hanukkah? Uh, what's the biblical precedent? Yeah, it's it, it's not in biblical history in one sense, but yet many people refer to John 8 as a place that where Christ might be referring to Hanukkah. So I what do, what do you what's your take, guys, on um, those broader biblical issues? Should Christians be involved? You know, Mike, I think um, I I think I think for me, your question comes honestly. It comes back to the the, the Romans fourteen passage, and also the you know, as believers, we have great freedom in what we what we engage in, what holidays we celebrate, what holidays we might not celebrate, and the the celebration of Christmas or Hanukkah or dare I say it, Halloween, um, is is not something <laughs> that is, you know, sinful in, in and of itself so much as what's your what's your reason behind celebrating that? What's and even as, you know, Tim made some comments earlier that that hearken us back to the fact that anything can become an idol. Anything, anything can be celebrated incorrectly if if our mindset about that isn't correct isn't right so um i i don't celebrate hanukkah but i don't celebrate hanukkah because i'm not jewish um if if i had a jewish friend 
and they invited me to to a Hanukkah celebration, then I would have absolutely no problem going and participating and taking part in that and getting to know them and and learning more about about how they celebrate that holiday. So I I, I guess that's that's my personal response to that. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that strikes me is that, um, well, first of all, a lot of this is history, you know, like um, like. Um, you know, Santa Claus was was there really a Saint Nicholas, and and uh. you know, is this someone that we should fear or emulate? Uh, you know, uh, looking at the history of even some of these songs and why they were written, and you know, um, you know, and and looking at Epiphany and and Hanukkah and those things, it's it's really it's pretty interesting history. So you know, on one level, we can just encourage people to go do some digging and and read some history about these things and. And um, and maybe that's helpful. But the other thing that strikes me that as important here, you know, again, referring to Romans 14, you know, Paul says um, that, you know, who are you to judge to pass judgment on the servant of another? And so really what we have to do with this, I think, is is to be wise, you know, to not condemn anybody for doing, you know, something that we we think is is wise or unwise, um, but also to to approach these conversations with wisdom and and to not come across as condemning or or whatever. Uh, and also, um, we should be wise in the way that we celebrate as well, because um, you know, um, like a lot of my 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 own family's traditions, I've found, you know, uh, can be a real distraction for my own kids uh, as they've been growing up and and I'm like, wow, maybe I maybe I should be a little bit more wise in in how I celebrate Christmas and more intentional. But but, uh, you know, also just, you know, we, we don't want to give people the wrong message. You know, we don't want people to think that that we're caught up in the commercialism of of these things and um, that we condone certain things. And we, we don't want to send the wrong message, even if, you know, it's not what we intentionally believe but we i think you know it's it's important for us to to celebrate with wisdom and to consider you know what how might someone interpret this how might someone uh see this and 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 just you know maybe uh maybe even i think Josh you referred to our freedom you know maybe you know i think of paul saying he gives up his freedom at times you know to win to win people so maybe you know we need to consider what freedoms we have here uh, that we should perhaps give up or or be very very private about, you know, um, uh, rather than miscommunicate and and you know maybe maybe even damage our witness. Mm. That's a good point, Sean. You know, you, you mentioned Epiphany, and I, I you know I do want to point this out. It's it's really important that we not throw, you know, evangelical Christians you know, there is some tension between us and um, Catholics, obviously, and Eastern Orthodox, uh, there tends to be a sense on, on our side that um, Eastern Orthodoxy and Catholicism uh, have a high degree of focus on form uh, and uh, and less on function. But I would say that Epiphany is an interesting <clears throat> holiday, and I wish some of its... Um, some of what it focuses on was more celebrated at Christmas uh, because Epiphany focuses, it depends on whether you're in Catholic or Eastern Orthodoxy tradition, but it focuses on the visit um, on Christ's 
incarnation, the visit of the Magi, and mm -hmm. the impact that the signal that Christ was going to reach out, that Christ was for the Gentiles, not just for the Jews. Mm -hmm. um, the baptism of Christ, um, but, but all of that is around the incarnation, the mystery of the incarnation of the Word made flesh. And I, I think that's pretty valid. I I uh, I, I wish, um, you know, having looked at Epiphany, I wish that we we in the evangelical church uh, either emphasized that day also, but or or a day for that also, or made that more a part of the discussion of 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 Christmas. Um, that's good. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's good. <laughs> Let's let's flip flop. We, we've been talking sacred and biblical. Uh, do you all run into the war on Christmas? Remember a number of years back, where you go into stores and they were told the receptionists were told to not, you know, say Merry Christmas, say Happy Holidays. Um, Wasn't there an actor who put out a documentary about that? <laughs> could have been. Could have been. How how should we respond? You know, we don't want to be offensive. Uh, there are people that it's just definitely not a religious holiday at all. Uh, it, it's a good family tradition, family time. So how should we I have, come back? I have, two, I have two thoughts. One, um, why would we expect people who are not Christians to celebrate a Christian holiday? Mic drop. Um, and the other one being, let's let's be honest, that Christmas in our culture from a cultural standpoint has become so much about i mean it has nothing from a cultural standpoint it has nothing to do with christ's birth so if our if our culture is is our culture at war against christianity and not wanting to say merry christmas or are they at war at something else that frankly we don't care whether they we don't care whether they battle against that or not because it it's not irrelevant yeah, I think it's a complex kind of thing, really. I mean, it's it's not as, <laughs> you know, for me, I think, and the way I understand um, some of that, <laughs> some of that um, uh, struggle is, is it's an issue of free speech. You know, that that uh, if 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 we're talking about, you know, our government or other organizations trying to limit free speech, then. You know, frankly, I'm on board with with uh, rebellion against that, you know, because I believe sure. free speech is a, a massively wonderful right that we have in this country. And as you can see what, you know, what's happening in China right now, um, you know, it's 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 a true blessing to have freedom of speech. So so I think that's a good thing to rebel against that. But but I think um, I think you're right, Mike, that we, we don't want to be offensive to to anybody who, you know, is obviously, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, offended by, you know, uh, our celebrations of Christmas. That's not the point to to offend people or to cram it in their face. Um, but I think, um, you know, personally, I've been wishing people happy or, or Merry Christmas for a, a long time now. I won't say how many years, but uh, at least since I was saved uh, in 1982, uh, um, I've been wishing people Merry Christmas, and I've never ever uh, known of anybody who was was uh, offended by that. So I think it's it's largely an overblown issue, um, 
But I think really, um, you know, we also need to uh, just be sensitive one way or the other. Yeah. I think there's been some backlash against it, honestly. I think people sort of got tired of the uh, of the judgmentalism that, you know, that occurred on that side. And I think, uh, you know, uh, just the way that I approach it is, of course, you know, if, I, if I'm working with a Jewish coworker, I'm not going to necessarily yeah. wish him a Merry Christmas, yeah. right? I mean, I want to be sensitive in that regard, but I also don't see a problem if in my uh, if in my office I had a you know a, a a little nativity or something. I wouldn't expect somebody to get on to me for celebrating uh, that this time of year in the way that I see fit. Just the way in. I would not get onto them for celebrating, uh, you know, Hanukkah or any other, you know, if, if they just call it a holiday season and they want to keep it secular, you know, of course, I'm not going to force my view on them, but it also doesn't limit. I have, I, I put very few limitations on how I express it personally because I should none, none, because it's important to me as Christmas. It's important to me as the birth of Christ. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me, uh, ask us to think about the songs that everyone in the culture sings. And one of the things in the songs that everybody sings, you know, we all sing the joy to the world or whatever. And do we really believe it? That That's the question I'm going toward. One of them is the virgin birth. Everybody sings about it. I'd, I've never run into a, a non-Christian that had a struggle with that miraculous event. Is the, is the virgin birth really that central to Christmas? You know, that's that's a. I, I feel like Mike, I almost feel like your question is a is a little bit. It's a little bit loaded because. The virgin birth is absolutely central to Christianity. It's absolutely central to our faith. It's it's vital to, you know, our knowledge of who Christ is, that he that he was born of a virgin. And there's a lot of reasons that we don't have enough time to get into for that. Um, is it important to Christmas? That I, I almost feel like that's almost that's a completely different question. The because on on the one hand, it's it's vital to our faith, it's central to our our knowledge of who Jesus is. The other is talking about the holiday of of Christmas. Um I guess it depends on how you celebrate Christmas. And <laughs> and if your if your celebration of Christmas is focused on the birth of Christ, then the answer would be yes, the virgin birth is is essential to that. Yeah. I once heard a uh, a secular um, music critic uh, co- uh, doing a um, um, a commentary on uh, I, I forget which Christmas album it was. this is I was I was on NPR. it was an interview. And at the end of it, this person said, you know that you know the 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 Christian religious imagery was rich here with the virgin birth, with you know, and he, and I remember he he mentioned specifically the virgin birth, and he said, "I'm not a believer, but this time of year and music like this makes me wish, in some ways, that I was." <laughs> and and I, but I I think so. You know, does he get offended at the virgin birth? Does he you know look at it and say, "No"? To to a lot of people though, that's all that it is. It's a nice story, you know, um, and and. I would say the the story of the virgin birth as mythology is is should not be what's important. The fact of the virgin birth. I mean, it is it is I think it's essential to the Christmas story. Yes. 
the God divine in nature. Flesh. God in flesh. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what tells us that uh, Christ was 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 divine. The fact that um, you know there was no man involved. That uh, it was a conception uh, brought about through the Holy Spirit. So yeah, I think it's pretty important. I think it's part of the 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 magic to those who consider his mythology and the meaning to those of us who uh, for whom it is reality. Yeah, I, I think it's a good example, Mike, of how, you know, we should we should be taking advantage of this season to have conversations with people. I think, um, you know, the virgin birth is like I heard a I heard a, a radio commentator uh, saying, you know, a few years ago, he was talking about how if if I if I believed that that was true. I would I would tell everybody I I would you couldn't shut me up if I believed that God became a man uh you know if the if the virgin birth is true he was saying then it changes everything. And so do we you know I I have to ask do, do we as Christians really believe that 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 it was so monumental in the history of humanity that that everybody must know and and I I can't help myself but talk about it you know so this is it's just great example of of how we should be using this season to have conversations with people and and helping them understand because because mm-hmm. um this this changed the world you know what was it about Jesus that made him so special was it because he was a revolutionary or because he was a great teacher no it was he was god and man god visited our planet and if yeah. if we can't talk about that, if, in fact, I, I'm not limited to talking about that during this season. But but this season does provide us with a great opportunity to let people know about the the you know one of the most amazing events of all history. Yeah. So you you answered my final question that I had had jotted down. What is the true meaning of Christmas in the midst of it all? What do we want to make sure our families understand? Our, our our friends, our coworkers, wherever we're we're living, um, what is that? Final comments, guys. Did Sean steal Sean, all Sean our thunder? Said, well, <laughs> well, I do think you know. God became man and lived among us. That's God became a man. Yeah, God became my a man. He visited our planet. Yeah, my absolute favorite nativity passage is one that I don't think we use often enough in the nativity, which is John one. The word yeah. became flesh and dwelt among flesh. us, and we beheld the glory of the glory of the Father, full of grace and truth. And it talks mm-hmm. about he came into his own, and his own received him not. Right. But to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. And that is not a sentimental message. That is a message of, that should be a message to people who hear that and reach out for it in desperation. Mm. Because they understand they need something that only Christ will offer. Yeah. That as Christ said, I will be lifted up and all men will be drawn to me. Like if if it's it's that imagery of the 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 serpent being lifted up, that object of scorn being lifted up in the desert mm-hmm. and people looking upon it and receiving salvation, right? That's that's what Christmas really is. That's the message of Christmas. And it there are some beautiful things about the Christmas story. Do not get me wrong, but uh, at its core, it's a story of how a messed up humanity gets salvation. And that gives me chills every time. So, Amen. yeah, absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Now, 
whether it's whether whether he was actually born on December 25th or or whatever the history of that day may be, whether it involves presents and trees and wreaths, whatever, there is something about the story of God becoming flesh that we associate with the with the holiday of Christmas that is is so significant that that even the world recognizes it even if they don't necessarily want to give you know give themselves fully to it i mean you know in world war one i forget the year but they stopped fighting on christmas day the the you know the the two forces met in an open field and they played football with one another and then the very next day they went right back to killing each other but they it's there is something so significant <laughs> about the story and the i mean so yes the day that is attached to it because that's what we associate in our minds and our cultures but there's something so important there that the world recognizes it that you know even when you talk about the so-called war on christmas why is there a war on christmas because they recognize the significance of it that if if this actually happened it changes everything yep. yeah absolutely i josh i was reading a uh, an article just recently about uh, all the parallels between the first century and our current century. And I'm not going to get into all those details, but there was all kinds of uh, stats about, you know, uh, multiculturalism and, and uh, whatever else. Uh, but, but they were basically saying that, that we, we live in a time that was very similar to what the, uh, the, the apostles, the first, first century church dealt with as far as paganism and, and attitudes towards Christianity oh, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. There are a lot of parallels, yeah. which, you know, is is a little bit scary and disappointing if you think about it. You know that that our culture has lost something. You know that you know, um, and and the church has declined and whatever. And we can we can talk about those things another time, maybe. But but in another sense, I think it should be exciting to us. We get to reintroduce mm. uh, the people of our time to this amazing truth and. And and you know the 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 fact that God became a man that 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 this this incarnation is 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 so significant you know that that God invaded our planet and and you know the the darkness couldn't handle it you know as John says darkness couldn't deal with it yeah. you know um, light came into the world through Jesus and we get to shine that light and the darker our c- culture gets the brighter the light is and so I think. You know, I just encourage anybody who's listening that that we we get to reintroduce them to this this amazing truth, this amazing story that we're all a part of, and um, we shouldn't back down. We shouldn't be timid about that. We should be gracious and loving, um, and, and and really, the most loving thing we can do is to share the share with the people around us uh, that that God has come. God is with us, and and uh, we we don't have to 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 be lost on on a sea of despair and and hopelessness because god because god is with us he has come in the flesh it's just it's just it's an amazing amazing truth amen well guys we're out of time and i hate to cut us off but uh boy we our, our prayer for our listeners for you all as you've been just joining us in this conversation is the lord will peak your mind for opportunities to share christ May the world receive the King, you know, as we sing 
And then we say, Maranatha, come back again, Jesus. Well, thanks for joining us for our conversation here at Calvary Conversations. Join us again. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Calvary Conversations, a service of Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. We invite you to participate in the conversation by contacting us through the Calvary University website, calvary.edu, or by calling us at 816-322-0110. Join us again next week for another Calvary Conversation.